Andrew Crystal with you. This is Sirius XM Channel 167. You're listening to Crystal Nation. All right, so uh, usually uh, when I'm introducing Chuck Rafici, CEO of Cannabis Wheaton, uh, who joins me live in the studio, I'll, I'll start off with some pod music, right? And then uh, fake uh, blowing a spluff. <laughs> because <sighs> there's only one way that we can handle Donald Trump. So Chuck Rafici is here to tell us uh, shortly about in beautiful Canada... I use the First Nations pronunciation. In beautiful Canada, we we are having uh, legalization. The advent is upon us. And this will create billions of dollars for federal coffers and millions of jobs. And the man leading that charge joins me right here. How are you, Chuck? Good to see you. Great, great to be here. Uh, but I wanted to start off. Do we have Leslie there? Do we have Leslie? Because... Uh, I'm going to introduce you to another uh, ally of the Crystal Nation broadcast. And her name is Leslie Marshall. She is the top-rated female talker in America. Uh, hey, next best thing to Oprah is Leslie Marshall. She has been on right and left-wing television. Uh, she is an indefatigable, irrepressible talker. She joins us live from Los Angeles right now. Leslie, how are you? be the next best thing to Oprah's paycheck. That would be lovely. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't want to date myself, although I did that prior to marriage. I interviewed Oprah Winfrey in uh, October 88 when she did her first production for Harpo, The Women of Brewster Place. And she actually gets back to me on Twitter. But I digress because I want to talk ah. about I want to talk about how legalized marijuana in this country will be the only way that we can self-medicate and deal with this guy. Let's roll that montage, Brett. Do we have that montage? We're coming up with it. There's nothing oh, like that. Women, you don't like fat pigs, dogs, oh, oh. slobs, and disgusting animals. <laughs> Your Twitter account. Only Rosie several- O'Donnell. <laughs> 505 billion. And by the way, I don't like this mic. Whoever the hell bought this mic system, don't be the son of a bitch to put it in. I'll tell you. Now, the obstructionist Democrats would like us not to do it. But believe me, if we have to close down our government, we're building that wall. That's better That's than I actually right? look. Ooh, they're good. That's special, better than I look. I got my special Trump lighting. Like well, you see, the only way we can deal with this guy is through legalized medical marijuana. That is my position. Leslie Marshall, your thoughts. <laughs> Um, I do agree with legalizing marijuana, but I don't think legalizing marijuana is the uh, cure uh, to getting rid of Donald Trump. We're a pretty big country, as you know, like yours. Uh, I love Canada. Love, uh, love your prime minister. And, uh, and, and honestly, I was one of the people looking into what do I need to do to get citizenship there before the election um, or after the election, I should say. But no, we have a legalization number of places uh, here in California where, where I am. Uh, for both medicinal and recreational purposes, although recreational is, you know, rolled out, uh, you know, in a couple of years. Uh, but states that are, you know, in full force, like uh, Washington and and Colorado, they're reaping uh, the benefits of this, which are financial. I, I mean, there are just, you know, huge financial gains uh, from this. And um, that, you know, the, the, it, smoking it might be the way to, you know, deal with because they will not. I asked my doctor, he will not put me in a medically induced coma until this four years has passed. 
um, and, and wake me up after. But, but quite frankly, you know, for, for many of us, especially I on the left, you, you wake up every morning, you think, how much worse can it get? This guy tweets out himself eclipsing the president, which I thought was rather racist because, you know, an eclipse is dark, um, you know, covering light. And he's showing, if you will, a white guy covering and making black disappear. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, pretty racist. And, and you know, wow. this, is, this is a daily this is a daily thing. He's the leader of the free world, allegedly. Um, it, you know, even though it's great fodder for those of us like, you know, you and I, Andrew and others on talk radio. Um, it, it, this is, it, this is, you know, serious business. I mean, you played in the montage, some things that were funny, some things that were disgusting and, and some things that just show how uh, hypocritical and contradictory this guy is, but none of it speaks to presidential, which obviously any president should be. Well, yeah, Leslie Marshall, Chuck Rafici uh, joins us in the studio. Good to have you here, Chuck. Thanks. Now, the, and Chuck is actually one of the pioneers in this country, uh, industrialists with regards to marijuana legalization and we'll talk about cannabis wheat in a second what's going on with our marijuana laws but speaking of crazy making in our culture because we all know about you know alcoholism we all know about people wanting or as roger stone would prefer it when he made a racist comment about roland martin the two martini tweet but you know people self-medicate because this is a crazy making culture it's a culture that teaches you how, how to jam up your visa card but not how to be happy we know that to be a blatant truism so Donald Trump, according to some of my friends, I don't know if this is your situation, it's like, this is like a soap opera where you're, where you're watching the villain. You're watching this crazy old uncle popping off all the time. And some people are outraged. I know people that are like seriously freaked out and angry and, uh, you know, short tempered with their neighbors because they're so pissed off at Donald Trump. And they keep watching like a train wreck, Anderson Cooper and uh, all the shows on CNN, just like Donald Trump, all the shows. And some people are drinking more. Some people are smoking, having more spluffs. But there are people actually that are actually watching Donald Trump more stoned because it's about the only way they can handle him. Chuck, is, what do you think? Do you think Donald Trump is going to be good for marijuana sales? Well, you know, I, it's, uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I, I agree that it certainly would uh, help dull the pain. Is there exasperation, Leslie Marshall? Is there Trump fatigue? What's going on there? I don't think there's, I don't think there's Trump fatigue. It just keeps those of us in the you know, media on our toes, um, you know, constantly because we just never know what's going to come out of his you know, mouth, you know, next. And, you know, every, every, this is, this is a guy that's, you know, running campaign rallies and he's failing miserably and he isn't even through his first year. So it's, we constantly just head scratching, eye rolling, mouth uh, dropping, mic dropping. <laughs> the list goes on. And uh, for some of us, uh, we, we, we need not to be, you know, sitting back, chilled out, you know, eating Doritos and anything else that we can get our hands on. <laughs> For me, it's ice cream but, sandwiches, cigarettes and ice cream sandwiches. I'm trying to get off the cigarettes. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm an I, intermittent you know, smoker. Look, I, 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 I got an ice cream sandwich often. problem. I do. Go ahead, Leslie. In reality, though, um, there are uh, some, you know, polls that have been uh, done just a few months ago that show that there are more, more people that are de depressed and fearful you know, for the future. Um, and uh, I, I do think that's a, a direct result of what Donald Trump has done. I, I think I think there are people out there that are, you know, fearful because we, I saw a clip today of a guy yelling at a woman 
who he thought was Asian, who's Caucasian, and he's screaming to her, but even if she wasn't, go back to your own country, you know, you, you know, negative word for Chinese people. And uh, she's like, I'm not Chinese, you know. And, and what's even, it, you know, to me, what's worse than that is I'm sorry, but I, I mean, how lame can we be that, you know, nobody on that subway train told them to shut up or defended her? Yeah, I think we should all go back to uh, Latin, German, and Greek. Never mind speaking American. <laughs> uh, I did a year of Latin. I don't agree with that one. <laughs> you know, my wife is the only human being I know that likes Latin. Bizarre. So what's what's the state right now in Los Angeles? I know that this is a, the West Coast is usually the left coast. But what are you hearing? And I asked Chuck the same question, too. What are your callers saying, Leslie Marshall? What's the feeling in America right now? Well, my being a very left-leaning, liberal, you know, democratic progressive, um, my... Um, my call, my listeners are, you know, the, although I have conservatives and moderates, are more so, you know, left leaning. So, you know, the, the, it, a lot of people are just, you know, wanting impeachment, wanting the 25th Amendment invoked, are uh, concerned over the stability of this individual, especially because he has the power to say the word. And within four minutes, a nuclear weapon is uh, launched. And despite the United States wanting to dismantle nuclear weapons throughout the world, I. You know, gotta you know, I, I gotta you know put it out there. You know, we have the most nuclear weapons in the world. Um, so uh, that you know, it's it, it's a dangerous position. You know, call, callers want him impeached. Callers are fearful that if Robert Mueller has uh, enough and recommends impeachment, that uh, Jeff Sessions being somewhat his uh, buddy, and that the Republicans who do have majority in the House and the Senate won't do anything about it. So I think a lot of people are very fearful that we're stuck with him at least throughout the first term and the damage that he can do, uh, not only to this nation with his rhetoric and what that spawns uh, with action, like, you know, allowing something to fail like uh, Obamacare, you know, the Affordable Care Act, or um, allowing, um, uh, you know, uh, the government to shut down because he wants his wall funded now by us, which originally he said Mexico was funded. The list goes on. So fear. There's a lot of fear uh, and frustration. Um, are they fatigued by him? Yes, but I think the fear and frustration overshadow that. I think what's also going to help the legalizing marijuana cause, we're about a year away in this country, legalizing marijuana, and there's going to be a supply problem. And that's why Chuck Rafici, former uh, CFO of the Liberal Party of Canada, uh, he, formerly the uh, man who uh, guided uh, uh, Tweed, which became uh, Canopy Growth, uh, who's now the CEO of Cannabis Wheaton. He's right on the pulse of this. And I say that people will be driven to drink and to smoking marijuana because as this Russian probe tightens around Trump and his family, a war is a great release valve and usually galvanizes the public in your favor. It, it garners support. When there's a war, there's a major threat garners your support. There's a lot of people out there that are terrified thus causing more bud smoking, they're terrified that Trump will trigger a war in order to save his bacon from humiliation and being ousted from the presidency. Chuck, seriously, this is a worry. And people are like hitting the sauce. It's they're hitting the buds. It's certainly a worry. I think the best part about the Trump presidency, both generally and for the industry, the cannabis industry in the U.S., is the ineffectiveness to get anything done. And that just allows... 
you know, other forces, the industry, political forces to galvanize an opposition and to keep moving things forward. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's very dynamic times. And I know that's putting it lightly. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, Leslie Marshall, you get the last word, and thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, you know, one of the things we on the left are, you know, in favor of is choice, you know, freedom of choice. You want to, you know, you want to, uh, you know, treat your pain uh, with uh, marijuana for medicinal purposes, or you want to smoke for recreational purposes, uh, you know, that, that's, that's your choice. Choice isn't always about, you know, uh, you know, abortion. What about Trump um, starting and, a war, uh, Leslie? What about Trump starting a war? Oh, uh, last, last word to that. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't put anything past him. Look, I, I say this partially tongue in cheek, but I said to somebody, do you ever notice when Trump is in deep doo-doo like he was after Charlottesville, ISIS attacked somewhere? Just saying. <laughs> I just have to ask this quickly. Bill O'Reilly, did he ever ask you out on a date? No, he did not. All right, I'm just, I'm just asking. I know I will you're on a show. I will go on record to say right. he was always professional, respectful, and treated me uh, with a dignity. I like him personally and professionally, even though we did not agree ideologically. And you know what? We share something in common because I had Bill O'Reilly on my show, and he, he uh, never asked me out either. So, he never, no, uh, never hit on me once. Leslie, love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Leslie Marshall, the greatest female talker in America. She joined us live from Los Angeles. When I come back, where are we going with legalized marijuana? And where can I get a huge bud right now? That's right. There's Rita. Oh, who is this? It's Bob. Yeah, it's Bob. How could I forget my biggest whaler? This is Crystal Nation, only on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Zion. It rules. <laughs> All right, this is Sirius XM Channel 167. You're listening to Crystal Nation. All right now. Okay, now I try and be as ahead of the curve as I can on this broadcast and highlight issues and folks that you will find out about later on. But right now, I, I'm like, is this guy in studio, Chuck Rafici? is a pioneer, and he is singularly responsible for spearheading uh, the cannabis industry in this Canada with, in this country of Canada with his company, Cannabis Wheaton. Got my alliteration together, a lot of C's there. Uh, and he's not called the C word because he's such a great man. <laughs> cannabis. Uh, Chuck will be responsible for billions of dollars directly into federal coffers through taxation, and thousands of jobs in this industry, which is nascent and growing. And people, as we were saying at the break, don't often recognize great industrialists or great artists uh, in their own time. It's sort of a historical perspective. But with a chartered accountancy background, Chuck Rafici, former CFO of the Liberal Party of Canada, now leading Cannabis Wheaton, you've got this great you know, social side and creative side, and then the steel trap mind with regards to numbers and spreadsheets. And you put this deal together, and let's talk about where the cannabis industry is going and growing, and how Canadians can all benefit from it. Whether you're a smoker or not, this will employ your grandkids, this will employ your, your kids, this could employ you in some form, in some form. Where are we with regards to legalization, and how is Cannabis Wheaton set up to uh, exploit that? 
Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for the kind words. I hope to live up to even a fraction of, uh, of that it's wonderful It's true, though. Listen, I'm, it's, it's, it's freaking true. Go ahead. Yeah, no, we're certainly, you know, uh, you know, the industry is obviously moving forward. Uh, lots of fronts, uh, you know, briefly cannabis Wheaton, you know, since I was last on the show, we closed our financing, uh, late summer raised 50 million, uh, as our, uh, kind of the first, first piece for our executing our plan. And, uh, over the summer we've been, uh, starting to look at our agreements, going through due diligence and starting to put that, uh, you know, be very shortly announcing, putting some of that money into action into uh, building an additional capacity, because that's really, that's what we're about. And that's what the industry's facing is you have just massive growth, you know, a, a 20 to 30 times growth over the current legal medicinal market into a legal rec market. And uh, the industry today uh, is only producing a small fraction of what we're going to have to produce uh, for that market. So that's why you see a lot of companies sprouting up. And, then, and that's why we're funding, helping to fund some of that expansion because Canadians consume a lot of pot. And, uh, you know, the government as well as industry wants to make sure that as much of that pot is legal pot as possible. There's also hemp products. There's all kinds of things. And this is proven to help post-traumatic stress disorder and a few other things. Cannabis Wheaton was the biggest news story, the biggest business news story in the country a couple of months ago. And we were on that. You yeah. were right here. I had you that week. You're the biggest story. So when will uh, marijuana be legalized and what is the world going to look like in a year's time? Yes, I mean, July 2018 is the date. And we're starting to see provinces put out, you know, feelers and indications of uh, their retail footprint. But, you know, we're going to have, um, I, it's not, it's not set in stone, but I would, uh, I would put my, a lot of money on having mail order to provinces that don't have a retail footprint. And I think probably a lot of them won't in time for July. Uh, you know, it's only, it's less than a year away. And then, but we will see a few provinces that'll have, uh, you know, a system in place. And in July, somewhere in Canada, I believe you're going to be able to walk into a, a retail store somewhere in the country and buy legal, legal retail rec cannabis, which is amazing. Have you ever smoked marijuana with uh, Justin Trudeau? <laughs> no. He smokes. I've heard. He does well, he's, smoke he's, marijuana. He said so. He said so. Yeah. Just a couple times, he says. He sm- I bet there's a lot of uh, cabinet ministers that smoke pot. They don't. Eh? Well, you know, it could be lonely on the hill. I think it is. It is lonely. <laughs> What are the other, let's talk about jobs. Let's talk about job creation from from cannabis, legalization of marijuana. What's that landscape gonna look like? Cannabis Wheaton sets up basically a mining output model where you supply all that is needed for a grower to make it happen. So you're able to, you know, create uh, uh, more grow, more successful marijuana grow operations. But what will this, what will this mean in terms of jobs? Because there, there have been projections done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a you know a a twenty billion dollar industry, uh, and that is uh, it's very sizable, and that's just a, a lot of jobs from the current production cultivation jobs. Then you get into distribution, you get into into retailing, and uh, and it's not just you know the cannabis crowd. You know, for the non cannabis person, it's uh, you know you have unions, you have pr- provincial unions, uh, LCBO unions trying to get into the game. And so it's uh, it's really broad, and it's uh, it's building up a whole infrastructure that wasn't there before. That's what I find really interesting. It's it's a lot of job creation uh, from all skill sets, and so it's just a great industry. And and the people that are attracted to it, you know, it's a uh, it's a great place. Anybody who's looking to get into this business or get into this industry, you're able to uh, you know make lateral and upward moves because there's still uh, there's still a bit of a taboo, right? It's still shocking to me, but you know, it's just there's great opportunities for people that want to move into this. So the old hippie culture, my brothers, the old hippies, it's uh, it's it's happening. It's here. 
the black light posters, the hash oil. It's all it's all happening. It's here. Well, we're going to see what products, and that's that's the um, you know that's the interesting part. The water cooler conversations, at least in the industry, what are we going to be able to buy in those stores? You're going to have Bud. A lot of people like smoking their cannabis. You're gonna you're gonna have some oils, but you know, will you have vape pens? Very popular product. We're not gonna have any brownies. Not day one. Food safety, other issues. You know, there there's been a lot of edible issues in Colorado, south of the border. So you know, I think in Canada we like to go slow with regulations, and so you know, we'll see. You're gonna have to wait a little while before you can go buy that cookie, though. Chuck Rafici joins me, CEO of Cannabis Wheaton, uh, the the industry leader with regards to the cannabis industry. This is analogous to prohibition. Remember prohibition, folks? Hands up. How many, how many of you people were alive? And of course, none of you. But during the 20s, of course, we had, we had, we had prohibition, 20s and, and 30s. Then it was legalized, and all the rum runners and the Capone gangsters were put out of business. But this is where we are. This has been, and I think that this will be as big as liquor. Potentially, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's going to be bigger. Uh, oh wow! N- not immediately, but that's but that's mass. This is a transformation. This is a, an industrial transformation of North America. It's a and it's a global transformation, and Canada's at the center of it. And thanks to our friends down yeah. south, uh, they're giving us uh, the lead, right? Which is great. Colorado, you mean? Yeah, no, I mean the, no, the fact that it's still federally illegal in the U.S. So you have great stuff happening in Colorado, California, Oregon, but you don't have the kind of scale that you can build, you know, companies and facilities and, and knowledge uh, that you have in Canada, where it's fully fully legal at all levels of government. So you know, the largest cannabis companies in the world, uh, fast forward 20, 30 years, you know, I think there'll be at least one, if not several, of the top five that'll be Canadian because uh, the you know we're, we just got a huge advantage because we're the first large-scale economy that's going uh, full legal. So there's just, everything's so happening here. There's an international potential for this country with regards to the cannabis industry. Yeah. Because yeah. of your company's uh, uh, output model? Yeah, your I mean, company's leading it. You know, the, the industry's leading it. We're, we're trying to play a, as large a part as possible where we can, uh, every new country that comes on board has to start from the same spot. And they're all modeling themselves off Canadian regulations. Off what you guys did. Yeah, to, to a degree. Off what you guys, they're using your business model, right? As a public company, they're using your business model to model uh, other cannabis operations in, in other countries. Yeah, I mean, our, our you know, talking specifically about cannabis, we, our model works in any federally legal jurisdiction. But we're, you know, we're seeing Canadian companies today going, looking at Germany, Australia, uh, South America, a uh, number of countries. So it's, uh, you know, we are now exporting that knowledge. Where's the next... Uh, business story with regards to legalizing marijuana and cannabis Wheaton's role in that. Well, what's the next thing? Somebody looks online, uh, opens a newspaper. What are they going to see? What's the next big story with you? The next big story is, uh, is starting to uh, see our production footprint crystallize into, uh, into, into actual facilities and start funding, uh, you know, putting these projects into action and uh, starting to build that capacity uh, and, and a very large capacity going to legalization. It's, uh, it's very exciting. And then, and then there's the retail, the, the retail component uh, where everybody in the industry is just waiting to see where the rules crystallize there. And uh, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, we're going to have a, a big, you know, there's a big battleground across every province right now as to who's going to control retail, what's it going to look like. And uh, we're making sure that we're well positioned to be nimble to react to whatever that system is. So when that switch is turned on and the marijuana is legal, recreational use is legal, there will be a supply problem, right? 
Absolutely. It's, there's not enough product. There's barely enough product in the system today to serve the medical market. And so you're going to see what you've seen and, and it's, it's not, you know, it's not hard to figure out. You look at every place in the world that's legalized, every state jurisdiction, uh, they always run out of products. You're going to see lineups, uh, at the first store and they'll run out of products. So in, 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 in Uruguay, uh, in Colorado, everywhere. And so it's going to happen here the industry is going to catch up, but you know, this is a plant and it's an, at the end of the day, there's an agricultural component. So you can't just, you know, it takes time to manufacture. So what does this do to marijuana as a commodity like cotton or oil or gold? Yeah, so the, you know, the, the actual rock, the, the cannabis itself, you know, will commoditize to a degree over time, but the value is really in the products. And, uh, and there, there's going to be a lack. It's not going to commoditize for a while because just, there's just not enough cannabis to serve the market legally for, I, I would suspect, at least five years. Wow. Uh, we'll see. The industry is going to eventually catch up. But the real value is in the value-added products and the branded products, right? When you buy... Uh, you know, a coffee from uh, from a retail chain. You know, the bean is just a, a small component of that, and so the cannabis will be inputs to products, but it's uh, you know, it's everything else: the taste, the flavor, the the uh, the, the extent you can advertise it, uh, which right. will be pretty limited. But uh, there's initially, a lot of it'll be limited, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, when when uh, alcohol first came out, you know, during prohibition, you can get a medical script for alcohol in Canada. And so really, we, we really follow the same approach and uh, look at alcohol advertising today. Uh, you know, people will say that we've gone too far with alcohol advertising, but I think you're going to see that's where a real battleground will happen. You know, the, the rules between alcohol and cannabis, there's a, there's a big gap there. I don't think they're going to change. We're going to have a very tobacco style. My, my thing is someone's got to, you know, somebody's got to give you guys somebody a kickback on cheesies and chips. I mean, those... Those guys, you know, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be doing huge business. And uh, buy, you know, buy there should be a, yeah. Buy Dorito stock. Is what yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Chuck Rafici, thank you so much. Uh, you thank are you. always a fountain of knowledge uh, and a massive spluff. Chuck Rafici, CEO of Cannabis Wheaton, as we get ready and prepare and brace for the legalization of marijuana. All right. And where would, where, hey, where would the Beatles be without marijuana? Where would they be, Chuck? Well, they'd be less cool. They, there would be no Lucy. There would be no Sky with Diamonds. There'd be nothing. I'm, I'm holding out for legalization of mescaline, ether, and blotter acid. When I come back, how to green your pants and your office and your world. The green economy. And how you can reduce that carbon footprint. Not just by going to Taco Bell less. That's a methane issue. It's my own problem. Back with more here on Crystal Nation. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Eric Alper, host of That Eric Alper Show. So you think that you are a songwriter. Well, have I got one for you. I'm going to be talking to Max Farley. He wrote 18,600 songs. That's right. And we're going to be talking to him this weekend on That Eric Alper Show, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Oh, I'm going to try with a little help from my friends. Want to know the coolest thing about St. Pete Clearwater? We'll give you a hint. It's not the beach. It's Central Ave. This is St. Pete at its funkiest, foodiest, and most fun. It's where street art meets sidewalk cafes and one-of-a-kind boutiques, where everyone is welcome, even dogs, and where the coolest craft breweries meet the city's hottest nightlife. So think outside the beach. Get to know St. Pete's coolest street and experience centralave.com.